Entrepreneurs can get stuck in their head. If you dream of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Add Value to Entrepreneurs podcast will help you transform your life and business. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life that they desire. You deserve it, and it is possible. It's time for you to add value. This episode is brought to you by Perfect Publishing. Perfect Publishing is a different approach to publishing a book. Perfect Publishing is sharing a project of hope. We carefully chose heroes of hope who exemplify living a life they created through faith, hope, patience, and persistence. No matter what page you open to in this mini cube of hope, you will find a leader with a big heart. You see you are not alone. The authors may share similar challenges that only hope and action could resolve. Get your free ebook at getadoseofhope.com. Get a dose of hope.com. Today's guest is Jason Hurley. Jason's a footballer, coach, and senior marketing specialist at Midcontinent Group. In this podcast, we talk about Jason's career in sports, the rejection and redirection he found throughout his life, and the importance of a strong community, personal brand, and culture. Jason's mission is to add value to the lives of those around him, one interaction at a time. Jason Hurley and Robert talk about the missed opportunities when you spend your time worried about what others think or say about you. It is important to empower each other and want the good for everyone. It's important to surround yourself with good people. But Jason, man, thank you so much for joining me. I'm just excited to learn more about you and your journey and, and just share that with our audience. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm originally from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I was born a premature baby. So I kind of came out of the womb fighting um, weight three pounds. I was not able to go home with my parents until nine months wow. after being born. Yeah. So that was kind of the story of my life starting out. And so learning about like resiliency, grit, um, overcoming obstacles, the dot, you know, back when I was born, medical science was not anywhere where it is now. So just kind of overcoming obstacles. That's kind of been the theme of my life. Um, and, you know, I've had my fair share of successes, uh, but I've also learned the hard way about getting a second chance in life. And that I think is the most important. Um, one thing my parents would always tell me, what'd you do with your second chance? Because I mm -hmm. think in life, we all get a second chance. Um, so many times people look at it and they say, hey, if I could only if I could only have one more chance to do things right. But so many times we get like a second or third or fourth chance and we continue to make the same mistake. And sometimes life is fortunate enough to come back full circle where you really appreciate that second chance. And so I went ahead, went to college, uh, played soccer, ran track. Um, I'm in the insurance industry, which I love. Um, but that is a little bit in a nutshell, kind of with me. I oversee the branding and marketing at our uh at the insurance company. So I love it. Life is life is good. Nice. So obviously, college brought you out there. Yeah. Played college sports. Mm -hmm. What was your what was your major? Public relation advertising. Okay. And so what, what was it that led you to decide to, to jump into the insurance field? So my mom worked in insurance since I was a baby. And that's kind of all I knew. And so my first job was interning at an insurance agency. So I was able to, in seventh grade. So I was interning in seventh grade um, at an insurance agent. See in Florida, and I kind of did that all the way up until college. And then after my first two years, I kind of continued that. And I learned a lot about business. I learned a lot about people, relationships. And I think that is the key part for me is insurance is kind of something that you always need. Mm -hmm. uh, but how you treat people really differentiates whether or not, you know, somebody's going to do business with you. Oh, absolutely. So let's talk about that that value of connection and, mm -hmm. and making connections in, mm -hmm. in a way that's meaningful, um, that differentiates you. Yeah. So I think you need to show your value. 
Um, I think with, with every carrier, there's different things that people are looking for. I think in, as a consumer, you do business with somebody either because you like them, you trust them, or you feel like you need them. And if you ever feel like you need somebody or you feel appreciated, that I think sometimes is the difference between whether or not you go with customer A or company A or company B. And it's all about how they make you feel. Um, will they do what they said that they're going to do? And it's just that continuous improvement, I think, which is key um, in the insurance industry, in life in general, but definitely in the insurance industry. Well, I think you hit on something really powerful there, like how they make you feel. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's, you know, we throw around this no like and trust, but the truth is people do business that they don't like with yeah. companies they don't like all the time. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, you know, we demonize Mark Zuckerberg, but everybody uses Facebook, <laughs> right? Really? Nobody, nobody really? likes him. And, and in fact, very few trust him. Yeah. And yet they still do business. You know, they still are, are out there using it. And so yeah. the no like and trust, I think, is is over. It's it, we're no longer there. And so yeah. I think now we're at a place where how do they make you feel? Do they inspire you? Mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. do something different right or do they care about you right i think those are almost more important to people now they um, are they are and, and you're absolutely right um and how they treat their employees because i think a lot of times now we're pivoting to the point of you have a lot more brand ambassadors that's a buzzword now that uh you see all over linkedin uh personal branding company branding you know 10 20 years ago you didn't hear personal branding and you definitely didn't hear brand ambassadors. So now it's kind of like, I understand what you're saying, but do your actions betray your words? And I think that's what a lot of people are looking at. Hey, yeah, you say this, but I want to know how you treat your people because how you treat your people is going to give me a good idea of how you're going to treat me as a customer. And based upon that, you're either going to have a customer for life or you're just going to have a customer until it's time for me Till renewal comes up and then I'm going to go ahead and shop you and go somewhere else. Well, and that, and that leads to this, this, for me, it's, it's a conversation about character or, mm -hmm. or even further is authenticity, mm -hmm. right? Being, being who you are mm -hmm. in front of the customer. And you talked, you, you mentioned, um, do your actions betray your words, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that, and that's really, authenticity right it, mm -hmm. are you the person that says this and then does that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and so it's so important especially in the sales conversation to be able to be yourself you're right and being yourself is something that i think depending on the space and place you come from has not always been embraced mm -hmm. i think because we worried about what other people may say what other people may feel and this comes back to you really knowing your value and what you have to offer. Um, when you ask a lot of people why they do not articulate or speak up or have a voice, it's because they don't think that they have a value. They don't think that their word or opinion matters. But Robert, the, the funny thing is, is like there's somebody waiting to hear what you have to say mm -hmm. and resonate with you. And if you do not speak up, you lose that opportunity. And I think life is so much about the opportunities that you have in front of you and whether or not you take the opportunities and you realize it for what it is. And that's something that, you know, if you talk about if something that you could teach your younger self, it would be to take advantage of the opportunities and don't do not take them for granted because lightning doesn't strike always twice. And, you know, that kind of comes back to what we talked about originally. Like, what did you do with your second chance? Because these opportunities, you see some people get one and they make it. And then you see people get multiple ones and then they just take it for granted until they no longer have it. So you're right. You are absolutely right. All right. I want to dig a little deeper into this yeah. value because I think it's really important. Because um, mm -hmm. you mentioned people are worried about what others mm -hmm. think about them or say mm -hmm. about them. And and so their their value is based on something they can't control, and it's based on what they perceive other people mm -hmm. to, to think or say about them, and, and that holds them back. Mm -hmm. uh, but really, it's it's the voice in their own head, right? Yes. It's their own perception. 
Yes, so, yes. So what have you done to get past that that voice in your head to 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 push through that? The inner critic. Um, surround myself with the right people. Oh. I, I think that that is the biggest thing for me. I think when I when I switched. It really helped my mindset, but I think being around people who like-minded individuals who actually care about you as a person, because a lot of times people can pick out things that you either don't see or don't want to see. And I think if somebody else could bring it out and show you that you have the confidence that you need and the energy that you need to say, okay, I can really do this. And, you know, some Sometimes a lot of times, Robert, we think that everybody has a good support system. Everybody has somebody cheering them on. Everybody mm -hmm. has somebody that's like in their corner. And that's further from the truth. Not everybody has that. So because not everybody has that, if that is your value and you are a person with high energy, high zeal, high, just high, just I can go ahead and see the good in everything. Those are the people you need to surround yourself with, along with people that are wiser than you, along with people that are kinder than you, along with people that have been in places you've never been. And I think if you're able to surround yourself with people that can fit these different buckets in your life, that is crucial. And that's what worked for me. I mean, I can't if I just had a lot of high energy people, but nobody with wisdom to kind of show me what the path looked like. I'll be a lot of energy, but I wouldn't be wise. And if I had just energy and wisdom, but I didn't have anybody who failed before, they're not going to be able to tell me, hey, Jason, I've seen this before. These are the things that you need to consider. And this is the reason why. And then it's just people that really care about you. I don't want to do anything to take you away from what you're doing, but I care about you as a person. Um and then, Robert, I think one other kind of people that everyone needs is that person that would just listen. Not that. Hey, look, I, you're not looking for an opinion. You just need them to sit back and let you unload. And they will nod their head, they'll smile. And then if you ask them, they'll tell you what exactly. But you need somebody to listen because I, I think that <laughs> that within itself is what some people need. They just need somebody to just listen to them, let them out, let it all out, and then tell them, hey, everything's going to be okay. And then you regroup, reset, and then you you pick up right back with life. Nice. So you mentioned earlier about um, college athletics. And, of yeah. course, you know, college athletics, you have coaches, you have leaders, yeah. you have you know teammates that are leaders, captains. Yeah. Um, and so those are some of the great people around you in a, mm -hmm. in a team environment for you, how did that transition into business and how did you find those coaches and mentors and, and people to support you in, in these ways that you recognize getting great people around you? Yeah, I think, um, understand that everybody has a role to play. Um, I, I, and I think you embrace each person like with soccer, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, we put in work, you work hard. I ran track too. So I understand like that teamwork and that trust factor. Um, the respect, I think is key. I think team, great teams respect each other, appreciate each other. Um, and then to your point are authentic because I think for you to really get that kind of team to be cohesive, you have to be able to be transparent with each other and, Sometimes in the midst of battle, <laughs> your authenticity, it's its not that I don't care. It's just I do care and we're better than this. And you need that person, but you also need that person to say, hey, look, everything's going to be all right. So you have to kind of understand the role that people play and you embrace their uniqueness. And I think that has transferred over to the business world, especially when you talk about teams and, and leaders and different things like that. You take the good and you leave the bad. And I think one of the biggest things that we would do in athletics is you leave it on the field. What happens on the field stays on the field. Once you're off the field, hey, let's go ahead and leave that. And then let's watch film. Let's see what we could have gotten better. And then we get ready for the next game. And I think a lot of that transfers over to the business world is, hey, look, what happens in the office, whatever day, hey, we'll leave it there. Next day, let's come in. And then that continuous improvement piece is the equivalent of watching film. 
Let's see what worked. Let's see what didn't. Let's measure our success. And then let's see what we can do to get better day in and day out. Right. And that's really powerful, right? The, the idea that we watch film mm-hmm. and we look for places we can improve and, and we change it. I think one of the one of the most challenging things in our culture, mm-hmm. especially in entrepreneurship, is that sales conversation. Yes. And and that willingness to record it and then evaluate it and then improve it, right? I mean that that definitely is is worth its weight in mm-hmm. in the film time, mm-hmm. right? And so recording mm-hmm. that sales conversation, looking for ways to improve it, having a sales person that's been successful looking at it saying, you didn't really just say that, did you? Right? <laughs> going, no wonder, no wonder this didn't close, right? <laughs> now yep. let's let's try this or let's try that. And then mm-hmm. and then you have the opportunity to, to try something else. So that's really powerful. And and I think it's one of the things that many entrepreneurs skip over yeah and and the sales conversation is challenging enough in and of itself and so if you don't implement some tools to improve it it just continues to be challenging yeah and then your close rates are down and 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 you get depressed and then or you know ultimately quit because because you haven't put the tools into place to make the improvements necessary to Mm -hmm. to to make it you know to make a close and it's not that you're trying to this isn't, this is just learning, right? You know, exactly. just like the same thing on the field. We're not trying to figure out how to cheat or how to, mm-hmm. how to manipulate people, or it's mm-hmm. just how to, how do we do this conversation so that we communicate the value and mm-hmm. we communicate the way that the value matches the client's needs mm-hmm. so that they want to pull out their checkbook and their credit card and fill out the forms and, and be done. You know, I think so often people feel like the sales conversation is this manipulation mm-hmm. and, 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 and it's not right any different than the soccer team evaluating the tape going, mm-hmm. oh, that mm-hmm. pass, this pass. And, mm-hmm. and you know, could have led to that goal if, if mm-hmm. you seeing that other person and, and being able to evaluate the whole picture. And so I think evaluating sales is, is a really powerful tool. You're right. Continuous improvement. You're right. And, and you know, also to piggyback that is just uh, just to be able to empower each other. Um, and, and the confidence and, and let your teammates know, hey, I trust you. Uh, we are going to make mistakes. And that's what you watch in film. Hey, we made mistakes. Everybody kind of knows who did it. I mean, it's not just one person. Sometimes it's multiple people that could have had opportunity to stop something from happening. And I think, Robert, that's key, even in sales, entrepreneurship, just in life in general. You know, oftentimes when things do not go well, we'll point the finger and say, well, it's your fault. Well, yeah, to a degree. But what about your responsibility? What about you miss your assignment as well? Or you miss this? And I think if you get out of the you, 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 it's your fault and we, 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 what can we do collectively? That's that team mindset. And, you know, Robert, that's so key in entrepreneurship, sales, um, is is that accountability that comes with yourself and, and see where you can get better and improve. So we're talking about sales. Let's talk about uh, lead generation, obviously, in in your business, lead generation is is an important part of the process. Mm-hmm. Um, what what's been effective um, for you in in generating leads and making connections? I think in generally generating leads and making connections, it's just being um, authentic to who you are and what you believe. I think you us really understanding our core values, uh, what we re- represent. Um, and then offering the value that I think is a huge piece, because I think a lot of carriers, it's like what what angle are you going to come at? Are you going to come at price? Are you going to come at convenience? Are you going to come at customer service or are you going to come at it? Hey, this is the value. This is where we fit in your need. And this is where we think our mute, our relationship is going to be beneficial. And I think that for us has been key is just finding out what space we want to play in and doing it well and being true to who we are because we don't want to be like everybody else we don't want to be like this competitor here we want to be true to who we are and that's like everything you talked about that's where the authenticity piece comes into play is really understanding who you are what you believe and not deviating from that regardless of what happens just 
just staying true and, and, and being yourself. And I think once we have been able to find that, we've done well. We've been able to carve out a special niche um, and we've been able to find a space in the insurance market where we thrive and we do well on and it, it's worked out well. So let's dig into that a little bit more. What obviously you know, niching is is one of those challenges for entrepreneurs a lot of times, right? Mm-hmm. They're early in their business, they want to serve anybody that's got a credit card, you know, later in their business and, and really as a as a marketing tool and a and a communication tool, mm-hmm. knowing who you are, right? Mm-hmm. Being true to who you are is step one. Mm-hmm. Knowing who you serve mm-hmm. is really a strong step too. And if you if you communicate well in your marketing it's mm-hmm. a combination of who you are who you serve and then of course the value that you bring yeah. so let's talk a little bit more about that niche that you serve and, and why it's so important to focus on you know the smaller the, the the smallest common denominator for for the value that you bring yeah um what we were able to do is find out i mean obviously the product offering that we have and then we needed to see if there was a need in the marketplace for it um with us there's certain industries that fit well into our box so to speak then we needed to figure out okay what do the competitors offer uh what do we want what do we feel comfortable with um and where can we feel like going forward we can grow and i think a lot of times with us it's that forward thinking mindset not just thinking about today um thinking about what we want to be next year we want to be in five years and then bringing the right pieces along in order to help us go towards that vision. And I think that recipe has been good because it's always the continuous improvement piece has always forced us to sit back and say, okay, that's good for now, but the market in the industry is going here. The agents that we serve are potentially retiring. So we have a new breed of agents where their value piece isn't necessarily what used to be important. They're now going towards this. So how can we accommodate our needs to go ahead and fit that and we continue to do it? So that's where that continuous improvement, that always reviewing and seeing where we can get better and also getting having a relationship. And I think that's key in entrepreneurship is having that relationship with who you're serving, where you can openly and have open and honest dialogue where they can tell you, hey, Robert, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I would like. If you can find this here, Robert, you'll be able we'll give you what we can do business together for a long time. And I think that's I think that's where a lot of companies miss out is just ask your customer. Ask your customer, you could do your due diligence all day, look at analytics and and come up with your mind. But there's something to be said about having open and honest dialogue with the customer who is a beneficial relationship and you want to help each other because you have to remember on the other side of the equation, they also, too, want to be successful. And so it asks the part where you have to realize they want to be successful. You want to be successful. How can we be successful together? Well, that's so valuable because so many businesses aren't one and done transactions. Yep. You know, yep. you know the, the value you provide to your client gives them the opportunity to say, hey, they, they took this under consideration six mm-hmm. months ago. Yep. You know, we're, we're price shopping now, but let's give them a heads up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and at least give them the opportunity to have the conversation because mm-hmm. you've created that relationship and you recognize that this is long term. This isn't, you know, this isn't a one and done. Get the sale. This mm-hmm. is, you know, we need this long term relationship because I want my clients to call me when they're price shopping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want my clients to tell me that, you know, they're not satisfied with something yes. or they need a change rather than jumping on some other carrier or jumping on the, the carrier that crashes the car in the middle of the TV yep. show. And they're like, oh. Oh, they can save yeah. me 800 bucks a month. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Robert, to piggyback that is it's. You know, so many times in marketing or even in entrepreneurship that we, we think about bringing them in the door. OK, that's great. But then after the sale or transaction is made, you think about, OK, during the process, we need to service them. But one of the key parts that we miss out on is after. So it's the beginning, the middle and the end. 
And like, I think so many times either one of the three is done, two of the three, but very rarely is all three steps done. And I think if you really realize it, it's from beginning all the way to the end and it's a rinse and repeat, that I think is going to separate where you're talking about value and authenticity. That separates you from a lot of other people because everybody try and get the sale to begin with. I mean, it, it, it's, hey, let, let me get you in. And then it feels like once you how many times have we ran into a situation where once we, we've done business with somebody, they kind of forget about us hmm. because you, you're kind of like, well, that's all they wanted. But then it's like, OK, I did business with them, but then it's like I never heard from them again. And then you're like, how many times do you feel good that somebody reached out after the sale and said, hey, look, we appreciate you. Just want to follow up with you. Want to make sure everything's good. That's how you keep a customer for life. And that's where the appreciation and the value piece. And that's what people will remember going forward. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you're following up and saying, hey, is this meeting your expectation? It's a simple mm -hmm. question, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it doesn't even matter if they're in the insurance business or something else. Yep. You know, a simple call that says, hey, I'm just checking in. Is is what we sold you doing what you expected it to do? Yep. Yep. You know, yep. and then and then guess what? There's an opportunity to say, well, do you need anything else? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, it, exactly. and it's not illegitimate. It's an honest out of service. I want to make sure that what we what we gave you is is doing what we wanted it to. Yep. And then, hey, do you need anything else? Because yep. I want to take care of you, not because I want to sell you something. Yes. And, and that's and, that opportunity we talked about. That's that opportunity that you're taking advantage of that other people just look at and just say, hey, we're done. No, you're not done. You still have some work. You have an opportunity ahead of you. What are you going to do with it? Absolutely. We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by the newly released book, Dream Life Planner, Move from Tired and Overwhelmed to Free and Empowered by Noelle L. Peterson, available on Amazon, or you can order a personalized signed copy at empower e-m-p-o-w-e-r two dream.com that's empower number two dream.com if you enjoy the show please like and subscribe leave a review tell your friends welcome back let's get back to more greatness in sports you have routines mm -hmm. how, how have routines transitioned for you into business and, and into your personal development in, in the business world that's a good question um I kind of have a unique routine. Um, you know, every day I kind of look at my calendar and kind of see, you know, what what I want to accomplish. Um, obviously, at the end of the month, it's monthly report. And I think having a monthly report or even just, uh, hey, this is where we started and this is where we were at in comparison to last year at this current time. I think getting those little wins, they've helped me out because so many times we'll get to the end of the month and we'll say, OK, what have we done all month? But then you look at your report and it's a good accountability and it's a good way to celebrate your small wins. Um, then a part of my time is development, uh, development of my direct reports and making sure I'm investing in them uh, because they have a career path and I have a duty to them to go ahead and invest in them and making sure I'm giving them all that they need to be successful. Um, then it's also too, I have my check-ins with my mentors and it's just making sure we're on the same page and making sure we're not missing anything. So it's like every day is something different, uh, in the midst of the meetings and in the midst of everything else and then servicing the customer and coming up with new content as far as like engagement, but it's rewarding because once you kind of hit a stride, then you're like, okay, this is, this feels good, but you know, every day is different. And that I think is the flexibility piece, Robert, that, you know, so many times we get into a rigid routine, even in sports, where we're like, okay, I'm gonna do A to Z. And then if something comes in and, and I can't do the A to Z anymore, some athletes do not know what to do because that's been their routine forever. And I think, you know, even in just remaining that flexibility to know, hey, I may have had this on the calendar today, but this has taken precedence. I need to address this and everything's going to be OK. But I think for me, keeping that open mind and remaining flexible has been beneficial. I mean, that's that I think is the caveat uh, to my routine. Nice. I like it. <clears throat> so 
you mentioned a little bit there about goals and, and mm -hmm. goal setting. And, and I think Americans in general, entrepreneurs in general are pretty good at goal setting, but not very good at goal achievement or, at, <laughs> or at figuring out the strategy or execution to, to make a goal happen. Mm -hmm. so can you speak to, to what's worked for you? What helps you and, or how you help others in, in figuring out what is the actual execution to accomplish the goal? I think it is a consistency part and the remaining discipline. I think that is the part that I always preach consistency, consistency. Um, a lot of times we want instantaneous results. And yeah, to your point, Robert, that's why we have a hard time hitting the goals because we want it like yesterday. But I think we realize that we miss the fact that it takes consistency and it takes remaining discipline and it takes staying true and really trusting the process. And I think that part is how many people quit right before a big transaction happens or right before they receive that phone call. And that is where it's a testament. Nobody knows like how long somebody has been dedicated to that process and consistency, but everybody knows that person that said, hey, you know what? This isn't working and I'm going to go ahead and throw my hands up. And I think that's it. It's a consistency. It's the discipline. And it's the uh, empowering others to let them know that, hey, like, it's OK. It's OK. You, this is normal. Just continue to do what you're doing and, and you'll see the results. So let's talk about the mindset necessary to trust yeah. the process. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to trust <laughs> it. You have to trust it. Um, and it's hard to do. It's very hard to do. Um, and that's why culture is important. Your community is important. But, man, culture is so important. Because, you know, if you work in an environment where everything is kind of like that boiler room environment and, you know, entrepreneurs, a lot of people don't realize, like, that's their livelihood. Everything that they've worked up into into life, it comes into that. So it's it's surrounding yourself with the right people because it, 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 it can get very hard. And you kind of talked about that inner critic. That voice is very, very deceiving and it's very hard for you to get out of your head sometimes to know, OK, this is working. I just need to I need to really just make sure that everything's going to everything's going to be all right. Yeah, absolutely. And and especially when you're working with young entrepreneurs and you're teaching them that process. Yeah. Right. I mean, the sales cycle, the the, the calls, the follow-up on leads and and they're not getting the closes mm -hmm. you know that that they feel like they should be getting and like you said sometimes they quit right like napoleon hill called it three feet from gold yeah 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 and and so that sometimes trusting that process just really needs a mentor or but i appreciate you mentioning culture and, and the ability to have a culture you know create a safe space right there's a safe space for you to not not be getting that close yeah. necessarily yeah. but let's let's make sure that the process is right yep right yep. let's make sure that you're doing the process the way or, or close to the way that we've designed it because we know that the way we designed it works yeah yeah and, and that's so key too robert because that and that comes down to investing in your people the continuous improvement um are you saying you know, a lot of times we'll hire people or you bring people in and even in entrepreneurship, you 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 may hire somebody and you feel like, OK, they're going to be a good fit. But investing in them and really making sure that you you teach them the right way or teach them the way that you feel is going to be successful. That's key, because there's so many people that come into the workplace. They don't know what to do. And, and, and a lot of companies kind of like they feel all by themselves. And it's like the wild, wild west. And they're afraid to make mistakes because like if I make a mistake, I just started this job. But if you give them the proper tools to be successful, that confidence that they're going to need, um, it goes a long way. You can tell and, you know, in entrepreneurship, you could tell from day one whether or not who you're talking to is confident or not. And the customer could definitely tell whether or not they know what they're talking about. And so that knowledge piece and that 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 comfort level, that is huge on the front end because it just it, it's you have to have that confidence and you have to have that attitude where you know what you're talking about. You are that subject matter expert. You do believe in your process. And this is why this is the value that you bring um, to the table. 
So how do you help? How do you help agents develop that confidence? Education. I think sometimes it's having that real authentic conversation um, because they'll ask you, hey, what do you think about this? And it's having a conversation like this. And it's just you mentioned it right. That safe place, that 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 safe environment where I could talk to you. We could talk as adults. Um, we could talk as you know colleagues, whatever you want to call it. But it's a respect. And I think as long as you respect the other person, um, I think that goes a long way. But that really has worked out well for me. Now, you have to know what you're talking about, <laughs> but it, it's creating that safe place where you could kind of network and you could brainstorm together. And then you come to that mutual understanding where and they're like, OK, I'm going to do business with you. Absolutely. All right. We'll switch it up a little bit. Jason, what do you what do you love to do in your free time? Um, coach soccer, coach soccer, coach soccer. I, I love it. Um, my kids both are in competitive sports. My son plays competitive soccer and my daughter competitive volleyball. Um, so between that, I mean, it's coming and going. And so, but I love it. Um, and then, you know, I work at the church, um, and then I'll, I'll serve there. So I have, uh, First graders to third graders, and they're fun. I mean, they're 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 fun. So, like, between all of that, I don't have a lot of free time. Nice. <laughs> it's good. All right. What What was your most memorable date with your wife? Ooh, has to be most memorable. Has to be our first year of marriage, um, and it it was. Um, it was our anniversary, but it was like, it, it was something small, but it was weird. Cause it was like, okay, we're not going, it was, we were going, we had dinner at the house. Um, but then it was like, okay, we're going to eat our wedding cake, which to me, like a lot of people are like, how are you going to eat your wedding cake? You supposed to, cause you know, you do the traditional, you freeze it and all of that. And like, all right, when, but it was just a different moment because it was, it was a moment that you, you don't forget. And you kind of look back in hindsight and you're like, you guys ate your wedding cake, but it was just a memorable deal, you know? So I think that's the most memorable moment for, for me is, is nice. spending time doing that. Yeah. That's awesome. So what has been one of the, the blessings of the entrepreneurial life? I mean, I know you working for a company, yeah. but you, yeah. you still, and, and raising your family yeah. and running a business. I think um, helping others succeed. I think I think that is the biggest part for me. Just giving back what's been given to me, and that is helping people kind of see what their why is in life. Um, trying to understand why you do what you do, and who do you really do it for. Mm. And I think those two things to me have been that is the most rewarding experience. And watching other people succeed because you know everything that they put in to it behind the scenes um, that has been the most rewarding. Nice. Well, and that really goes back to the values that you've brought up multiple times, right? Is, is, you know, what's, what's your, why, what's, what's behind what you're doing and, and, and who are you doing it for? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so important. So that kind of brings me to contribution and the value mm -hmm. of, of contribution and being mm -hmm. able to give back to the community. Mm -hmm. And, and I know obviously you're giving back through, through your church and, and through mm -hmm. um, soccer as, mm -hmm. as a coach. Yeah. But in what other ways has contribution helped you grow in, in giving back and serving others? Humility. Mm -hmm. It keeps me humble because I think um, that's just something that you realize. I, I think it's easy to take for granted. And I think by doing that, it allows me to see a different lens. Everybody has a story. Everybody comes from a different background. And I think understanding and seeing that, it always keeps me rooted and grounded because at one moment, I could wake up, my whole life could change. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that is the thing that I always remember. Stay humble because you never know. You don't know the shoes, people. You haven't walked in their shoes. You don't know what they've encountered. And you don't know what life has for you. You know, and that's the thing with life. It, it, it changes daily. And so just keeping that humility, that contribution piece has always, always kept me humble. Oh, so good. All right. On that same line, that same kind of attitude, it, 
let's let's how, how has gratitude served you oh gratitude see the good in everything see the good in everything see the good um every situation you can look at it a lot of people say glass half empty or half full i look at half i, I think there's a good there's a reason why everything happens um it's either going to teach you a lesson. It's either going to be a blessing to you, or I think in some instances, it's going to be both a lesson and a blessing. You just have to realize it. And that comes down to your perspective. But I think being able to see the good in everything from a gratitude standpoint, that's that's huge. Because very few people, a lot of people will tell you what's wrong, hmm. but very few people will tell you what's right. And that's, that's, that's gratitude for me. Hmm. So good. All right, what what inspires you, Jason? Oh man, um, I think it's it's people that have been successful in different ways. I think that inspires me a lot. Um, I like I'm captivated by people's stories. I want to know why you, how you came to where you are. And I love that because everybody has a different story. Everybody uses something different. Um, and everybody's arrived to where they are through a different lens. And that really inspires me to want to get to know people more. Mm-hmm. And because I think that makes me more well-rounded. I think that keeps me from assuming a lot. Um, and I think that that teaches me success looks different on everybody. And I think that in turn is going to make me be a better person, a better father, um, a better friend. Um, it really helps me. It benefits me. And, and, you know, a lot of people we talked about like value, but it's seeing that value in other people, regardless if they think they don't have value and they think their life is so hard. There's something I could take from it and learn and say, man, I, I, I really appreciate you sharing that with me because, I've learned something from you and I admire what you've been through and your resiliency, your grit, or just being able to be in a situation where I think if I was in a situation, I don't know how I would have responded, but I appreciate just the, the, the attitude that they have or just the being able to overcome what they've been able to do. And I think that is the part that's been most important to me. Ah, so good. All right. How important is play and fun? What's that? Said how important is play and fun? <laughs> Real important. It keeps you balanced. I think I, I yeah, I think you have to have fun where you where you're at. If you're not having fun, if you're not laughing, um, that's kind of what makes our department, the, you know, the company I work for, you have to have fun with your people. Um unplugging, rewinding. If, if, if you could have fun with the people you work with, it doesn't feel like work. And I know it's weird to say, but when you like the people you're around or whatever you do, it doesn't feel like a job. It feels like uh, um, I get to do this. I, I, I This is something I get to do. And it's rewarding. I think whenever you look at when you're not having fun, it feels like a job, feels like a chore. But I think when you're having fun doing it, it doesn't feel like a chore. It feels like a hey, this is an honor to be able to do that. So having fun is so so huge. I like it. Yeah, that's a, a great way to put it. And mm-hmm. I think I tell people all the time, all we get is this journey. Yes. Like each, each one of us is on this journey, headed someplace. And yep. and if you're not enjoying the journey, you know, yep. pull that pull that cord and the bus will stop and you can get yes. off. And, yes. And yes. Choose- you have- Choose a different bus. Yes. Yeah. And like, man, Robert, you're so right. Laughing is so contagious. And like, I, and I know, like, if I ask you, okay, name two or three people that just make you laugh or put a smile on your face, you could probably name them. Of and course. those are the people that, that value, just that joy that they bring. Man, I'm t- <laughs> it's, 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 it's a skill that not a lot of people have. But when you find people like that in your life, you just love them and they bring out the best in you. And that's that positive energy. And, you know, that's why and that's why community is so important. And that's why, you know, just on LinkedIn, I mean, I have, you know, people come through your feed and I have some people and I see their posts and I'm just like, it always brightens my day because I just know when I look at it, I say, it's going to be something that I'm going to laugh about. And they just they're just there. There's the way they are. 
and it's rewarding. And I don't think I don't think they really know it, but they're just being who they are. They're being their, their authentic self, and I embrace it. And, and they may not be for everybody, but for me, they they really brighten my day. They brighten my day. Well, and it's recognizing that that's that's a choice too. Yes. And you mentioned it a little earlier, right? There's a lot of people that look at the glass half empty and they yep. complain about all the things that are going on in the world and. And and, and and there's plenty to complain about. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But you can focus on what you can complain about or you can focus on what you can control. control. And, and A, that's a lot smaller responsibility mm -hmm. <laughs> than all the things you can't control. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and you can choose to look at that in a positive light. Correct. Right? It's, a, it's a choice to be joyful. It's a choice to be enthusiastic. The same as in our marriages, it's a choice to love. Right. Yeah. And I wake up every day and I choose my wife. I yep. wake up every day. I choose my wife. I love her more every day. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that's a choice. Mm -hmm. And I will continue to make that choice every day because that's the commitment I made until death do us part. But a lot of people are on their way dying in their relationships because they're not choosing joy. They're not choosing to be positive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're content with till death do us part. And I can't wait to get there. Yeah. And that's unfortunate because, you know, that bleeds over to other aspects of their life. And, you know, you look at marriage, you look at fatherhood, um, you look at friendship, mm. you look at just being a leader. You know, there's so many people that I think people lose sight of um, the power that they have or the influence that they have on others because mm. somebody's always watching. And you, regardless of whether or not you know it or not, somebody, you, somebody's eyes are always on you. And um, sometimes you may not know until later on that they've been watching you this whole time. And I think that that should keep a lot of people humble and know that, hey, your decisions do matter. What you choose to do matters because you're sowing seeds today that are going to grow sometime later on. And you don't want them to not grow. Like You want that fruit to be good. You do not want that fruit to be bad. And I mm -hmm. think if people realize that you're planting seeds in the next generation or somebody else, good or bad, I think a lot of people um, would change their narrative a little bit, change the way they talk, change what they do and realize, hey, what you do, it matters. It's important. Absolutely. And and how much more powerful is it to give people hope? Yes. Than yes. to give them misery. Yes. <laughs> yes. You hear the saying, hurt people, hurt people. Mm. And misery loves company. Mm. Um, bad. Uh, Bad company corrupts good morals. It all It's all true. They all go hand in hand. And that's why you have to really be cognizant of the company that you keep um, mm. and the impact that you make. Because if oh. you, you're, e you're either changing somebody else or they're changing you. There's not going to be no gray. You're, it's either one of the two is going to happen. And I think a lot of people bite off more than they could chew. And they say, hey, yeah, I'm going to change these people. And before you know it, that person's just like them. And so Ooh. that's that's the thing where you really need to be honest with yourself and your intention and, and what you can and can't handle. Right. Well, you're taking intentionality to another level right there. Right now, mm -hmm. not only are we choosing joy, but now I'm going to choose to hang around with joyful people. Yep. 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 And, and guess what? You get to choose. That's yep. the great thing about. And I think entrepreneurs start to figure out how intentional our lives need to be. Yep. To be successful requires intention. Yep. To be joyful requires intention. To, yep. to have loving relationships requires intention. And you know what? We all have that energy because once you start being intentional, you get tapped into a, a, a source of energy that feeds all of that in a positive way. And it's super, super powerful. Yes, yes. And I love it. You know what you said, the energy, because you've been in a room with energy where it's electric and it's just like, wow, like I, I want to be in this space and place like I love it. But then you've been in energy where it's so negative and it's suffocating and you're like, get me out of here. I can't be here. And I think a lot of people, they don't realize like that energy is is it's very contagious, either good or bad. And mm. if you hang around people with good energy, man, it's going to rub off on you. But if you hang around some people with negative energy before you know it, you're going to be that person that you, you say you never would become. You become that person. And right. It's the thing where. You know, you never want to lose yourself, but it's so easy to do. It's so easy to, it's easy to do. Yeah, absolutely. That's so powerful. All right, Jason, what's the big dream? Ooh, um, 
when life's all said and done to make sure that my impact have, has been a positive one because i think that um regardless of the space and place that you met me at if they say me i wanted to be a positive feeling i don't want it to be a negative one and that's the thing where i think the older i've gotten i've realized that you know and i <laughs> I think about Robert, I was like, man, there's some people I need to go apologize to, like in high school or like middle school. And, you know, a lot of times you don't know. You didn't know. And, and I was young. I was, you know, I just thought a different way. And you just never think that later on in life, what you say or how, you know, all of that matters. But I always want to leave that that impact. I want to be that light. I want to be that person that they look at as a person of value, that, that that's a good person that they added value to my life. They didn't take away from me. And if that's I so, if, that, if I could do that, life's good. Nice. That's so good. Like, and and that's you know some of that you have to forgive yourself, right? Yes. Obviously, yes. Your, imma your immaturity yeah. and your your, <laughs> your process. You you've just got to let go and and yep. forgive yourself. And and if yep. you have the chance to say, man, I'd I'd like to ask yes. for forgiveness. If you have yeah. that chance, absolutely, that's that's valuable. Yeah. Um, but so good to to recognize the power of our relationships, the power of our influence. And the power of our impact, yeah. right? Like, like we, our words can hurt people, and yeah. our actions can hurt people. Yes. And and as we get older, we recognize, man, I I want to be the guy that leaves a positive impression. So that's so powerful. Yeah. All right, Jason, you've just spent an hour with a young entrepreneur, a young agent, and you want to leave him with Jason Hurley's words of wisdom. What would you share? Be yourself. Be yourself. Find your voice um, that you have, find the tune um, that resonates with you and, and play the music that only you can. Mm -hmm. And I think that to me is what I would tell them because everybody has a voice, everybody has a tune and just embracing who you are. And that's, that's music that only they can make. Nobody else can make that music. And because it's that gifts that they have. And I think, that's what I tell them, man. Play that tune and play that music and let it go and see what happens. I love it. Jason, thank you so much for hanging out and, and sharing with me. This has been a wonderful conversation. I appreciate you taking the time. Yes. Thank you, Robert. Have a good day. If you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, or leave a review. We have a free gift for you at addvaluemindset.com. That's addvaluemindset.com. We've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast, and we want to give them to you for free. ADDValueMindset.com. In our next episode, Kay Adams and Robert share a conversation about the struggle of caregiving, Robert's journey with his mother's descent into Alzheimer's, and his family's attempts to be caregivers makes this a very personal conversation. Kay is a shining light in a place where many need help and support.